Man, the hours that go into casting, right? I mean, yeah. it's it, that is the lion's share. And you really set yourself up for success when you do the hard work. Yes. Uh, uh, it, because you are, you're mining for diamonds. Greetings, and welcome to Content That Moves, the podcast from brand storytelling and credo nonfiction, where it's my distinct pleasure to interview the brightest minds in branded content creation who are out there telling the stories that make you actually feel something on behalf of brands. I'm your host, Jesse Raisler, the founder of Credo Nonfiction, where we partner with brands to find and tell stories that reveal brand purpose and deepen brand meaning in a way that traditional advertising just doesn't. This podcast is co-produced by Brand Storytelling, bringing you the latest news, trends, and insights in branded content with top of industry events and in-depth industry coverage online. Brand Storytelling encourages a higher level of collaboration amongst advertisers, agencies, media partners, and creators in pursuit of a richer media environment. For more of the latest in the world of branded content or to explore event offerings, visit brandstorytelling.tv today. Joining us for this episode is Adam Palmer, the Director of Creative Production Operations at GoDaddy, where it's his job to turn brand vision and mission into moving pieces of entertainment. Having spent time at MTV and VH1, Adam brings a unique entertainment perspective to a brand role, which is becoming more and more common. Today, we dig into story discovery and casting, and also why documentary series have become a medium and format of choice for GoDaddy as they work to evolve brand image. Without further ado, Mr. Adam Palmer. Jesse, thank you for having me on today, man. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you here, having just met virtually as part of a roundtable hosted by the Brand Storytelling Network. And I'm always especially excited to chat with a fellow journalism major. And it seems like there's more and more of us entering this space all the time these days. <laughs> have you noticed that at all? I have. I have. And I think I think that has to do with uh, a lot of the skills that you pick up and, uh, uh, you know, following passions through that. Uh, there's just so many great opportunities. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, journalism was a it was a great background, uh, especially for any documentary and uh, and, and uh, storytelling work that we're doing. But, yeah, it does seem like there is a lot of us. Oh, absolutely. And following that, you know, I noticed your background in entertainment and, and VH1 and MTV. And I'd love to dig into that a little because, mm -hmm. you know, I keep seeing more and more of this too, which, you know, I think is fantastic. And that's people in publishing, broadcasting and entertainment moving over to the brand side and, you know, basically helping brands to think, create and act more like publishers and broadcasters. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to hear about your background there and then when and, and why uh, you decided to to pop over on the brand side. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's a it, it's a great question. Along with journalism majors, a lot of uh, a lot of folks who have transitioned over from a uh, from a publishing side, from uh, the media side. Uh, you know, I had a 15 great years at MTV and uh, NVH1 with Viacom. Uh, it, really, just being completely immersed in in. in uh, promoting series, uh, doing commercial work for the channels, hmm. uh, and, and just really at a, at a fantastic high level. Um, and you know, it was really sink or swim, uh, in a <laughs> lot of those, uh, in a lot of those projects, right. Where you get thrown in pretty, pretty young, which was great. Mm -hmm. uh, it gave me a lot of experience under the belt, uh, in the field and, uh, and learning, really learning a lot about post-production. Right. Oh, so, sure. uh, you know, it was it was great with a background in production. 
uh, to step in, but uh, to understand the nuances around post, uh, mm. to become uh, immersed in that world of how you uh, how you can reflect on a project, right, mm-hmm. from the edit suite. Uh, and just kind of, you know, that's what I'm going to do better next time. I'm going to tell that story in a different way visually, mm. um, you know, and seeing the way that uh, that everything from audio to uh, motion graphics uh, all play a key role in how you engage with an audience, uh, with viewers or or listeners. It just those were those were foundational assets, uh, really that uh, that helped buoy me in my career moving forward. That, that's great. Um, but, I mean, you often hear about, you know, you find your story the first time through research and planning and pre-production. You find it again when you're out there doing the production filming. And then, of course, you find it yet again a third time in post. So that's that's so valuable. I, I think you're right on about that. Hey, and if you if you've threaded the needle correctly at these at this point in your career and you uh, and you make what you set out to make during research, <laughs> then that's lightning in a bottle. Does that ever happen? Oh, man. Once in a great <laughs> while, you know, and, and, and it is it's it's uh, it's amazing to see how things evolve. And a lot of times it's serendipitous, right? You find something you didn't realize and then it ends up being better than you thought. The, the happy ac- accidents that uh, transpire along the way, uh, that's that really does become magic in the storytelling process, you know, uh, especially moving into more documentary style, mm-hmm. right, where mm-hmm. you, you, you have a, a loose outline for a story uh, and then really as those things happen organically uh you know whatever whatever story that you're following whatever subjects you have um you know you have to kind of let yourself get taken away by the uh by the wave uh and just yeah. kind of ride it holding on for dear life uh along the way but it, it, yeah the happy accidents are something that you know are, are, are tough to embrace especially if you come from a uh, you know, a more scripted background or narrative right. background. Uh, those are, those are kind of tough. You really have to embrace, um, uh, you know, the organic nature of it. And I think that's, look, uh, with, um, you had mentioned kind of making the leap over from the publishing side to brand. Yes. Uh, that's, that really is a, it's a different mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, making that, making that transition, um, you know, the, the, the stakes are different. The, the, the KPIs are different. Those mm-hmm. are uh, a, a two completely conflicting worlds in some, uh, in some respect, but where I think, you know, uh, in talking with you on, um, brand storytelling network and talking with some of the other brand storytellers, uh, uh that are on the brand side now, uh, it, you know, that's it, one of the fun parts of that, uh, transition is that you do bring a unique perspective uh, to these brands that are really driving and realizing the, uh, the value um, of engaging with their customers, their clients, their potential customers, uh, doing that on a level uh, that really engages, incites emotion. Um, that takes a that takes a different toolbox, right? It takes a different skill set. Um, and, and I love seeing brands really embrace that and, and make a, uh, concerted effort to double down in those areas, which is, it, which has been great. And that's been a lot of the work that we've done at GoDaddy for the two and a half years that I've been there now, uh, has really been on that directive of, you know, uh, being clear about what your, what your brand's value proposition is and what the, 
what you want um, your your viewers or your, your users or your listeners to uh, uh, to think and feel about your brand. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily just product and service. And, and that's been, it, it's been fun to kind of rewrite some, uh, be a part of uh, rewriting some of those rules of engagement. Uh, so I think that's, uh, that's, that's where all of those backgrounds between journalism and between, uh, between uh, series uh, television have all come into play as, as great tools and great assets. Absolutely. And that's what I think makes it such an exciting time to be working in this space. And I would love to get a sense from you. What was it like when you joined and what was the mandate and how much, you know, trust did you have to build for them to to create, you know, some of these great docuseries that we're going to get to, you know, in more detail in a minute here, but like set the stage. What, what were things looking like and what did you have to do to really get these things going? Oh, uh, it's a great question, Jesse. I, it, you know, when I first met with the senior team um, on the marketing and brand side at GoDaddy, uh, it, what I was really thrilled with, they really inspired me with the the the, the brand voice that they had constructed, mm. um, and that already being so uh, so hemmed up and so tight was it was really inspiring to see. Um, so the brand from a POV knew that this brand is the champion of everyday entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, of people who are starting a small business or, um, uh, either just starting out or looking to grow their, uh, their, their small business into, uh, into that next stage of success, whatever that looks like for those entrepreneurs. So, um, you know, the, the, the clarity behind, what GoDaddy as a brand meant versus what GoDaddy as a product and service um, uh, looked to solve for customers is mm-hmm. really what um, is really what 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 drew me to the company and uh, and to uh, just kind of pave the way for the projects that we would line up really to reflect that what does GoDaddy mean on the inside to the employees yeah. it means a lot yeah. and so you know, how do we, how do we take that and manifest that in some way creatively through storytelling, through, um, customer identification, right? Like sharing the stories and documenting their trials, tribulations, and successes along the way, um, to reflect that out to not just our customers, but, uh, you know, GoDaddy, uh, as part of that, uh, brand voice, also the strategy behind it, like where does GoDaddy want to go, um, it was really inspiring. Uh, yeah. it, the way that they they kind of set it up was um, GoDaddy is uh, on a mission, uh, and that mission is to drastically shift the global economy towards the independent venture. Oh, cool! That's and when who you can't get behind that? that I mean, that's, that's great, yeah. right? I mean that's so much momentum behind that one statement. It's not. It's not local. It's global. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not get you successful and have fun doing it. It's we're going to shift. We're going to shift the economy. We're going to shift mm. the way that people do business. We're going to shift the mindset of uh, of what the nine to five looks like. It's not the nine to five anymore. It's mm-hmm. your passion. Mm-hmm. And I, it, you know, so those really, th- those are the stepping stones, right? That that's the why. Yeah. Uh, the next thing you have to solve for is how do you articulate that? 
in a way that is both inspiring and entertaining. Because, uh, you know, the way that the media landscape has shifted, the way that advertising shifted, uh, those avenues have evolved and uh, brands likewise need to need to be in a place where they can evolve their messaging. And, and it, what's amazing is it, it takes a lot of vulnerability on the brand side. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. difficult balance, right? Because, you know, it's no longer... It's no longer just shielding yourself to this is the persona or the perception that we want to push forward. There, there, there does need to be some vulnerability, uh, uh, you know, to uh, to incite that emotive uh, uh, vibe out into the world. So um, that's that's probably been the biggest challenge, I would say, uh, is really just building that building that methodology where we can take some of that vulnerable, uh, uh, we can be a vulnerable brand. Uh, we can wear our heart on our sleeves. Um, well, and, and then the next step is really putting it into, into a narrative format, right? Yeah. I mean, and having such a bold, you know, mission and vision, I mean, is so great. And talk about like fertile storytelling ground. I mean, your customers as entrepreneurs, like every one of them is on their own hero's journey, right? So you get to go like, oh my gosh, what, what do you need to get to the next level? Um, How can we help? And, and then I'm imagining, I'm, I'm super curious. Well, here, let's take as an example, um, this great series made in America, you're developing your third season for that already, right? That's correct. We're going to go into production in a very short amount of time. Cool. And we'll, we'll link this out so people can, can view these and they're, they're fantastic. Just, you know, beautifully crafted docu-series highlighting entrepreneurs. I think season one was in Memphis, two was in Atlanta. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, how this particular series um, took shape and then sort of how you built out this, this docu-series format. Absolutely. Um, so initially when we started off uh, concepting, it was based on, uh, you know, I, I got a really good, uh, uh, you know, meeting all the new faces and new peers and partners uh, across the uh, uh, the corporation uh, pretty early on, mm-hmm. uh, and I was really drawn to corporate social responsibility mm-hmm. uh, and our lead there, Stacy Klein, who is passionate about the work that she did, passionate about the 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 lift that uh, she was um, she was seeing in these regions of underserved communities and really, uh, you know, utilizing GoDaddy's products, services, and our care GoDaddy guides uh, to help buoy some of these areas where, uh, you know, it could be uh, lack of technology uh, and access, Mm -hmm. access Mm -hmm. to capital. It could be um, access to education and peer networking. Um, these things are harder to come by in certain regions in the U.S. So what happens if GoDaddy is co-sponsoring some of the, uh, uh, some of the local, um, uh, some of the local groups that are constructed to help small businesses succeed, right? Um, so I was really drawn to that right out of the gate and that just became something that was, uh, that was job number one. Uh, and, and really because, Again, it's showing what the core of this brand is already doing, but shining a light on that, yep, right? And right. saying like, this is, this is, this is cause-led branding, uh, but it's 
but it's also incredible storytelling because the people that we yeah. met through this program called Empower by GoDaddy, um, uh, you know, there there are so many heroes, uh, and and a lot of these partners that we have, uh, you know, whether it's uh, the Better Business Bureau that we're working with now in Arizona, or mm. um, uh, some of the partners that we've worked with in Memphis and G Men in uh, Atlanta, they're they are really heroes to their local communities because sure. they're they're helping pull on the bootstraps right they're mm-hmm. helping uh, 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 everyday entrepreneurs overcome some 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 obstacles uh in their journeys so uh, once we got into the field uh, it, it was i will say it was it was a little bit easier of a lift uh even though you know a lot of us didn't know what we were what we were going to end up with Right, mm. we didn't know the size or the scope, um, but we uh, we definitely wanted to tell this. Uh, felt like the 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 content that we could uh, uh, that we could capture would be would be feature length doc ready, right? Mm. Like mm-hmm. th- th- that's that's what we were looking at uh, as, as an execution. Uh, but with the the stories that we've had and the uh, the, the individuals that we've met. And seeing their businesses, you know, grow, it's it's not just about the business, right? It, it becomes about so much more to right. them. Uh, we've had stories at this point. Uh, uh, the Robinson family in Atlanta comes to mind, uh, who are really they're entrepreneurs, a, a mother and father team uh, uh, with their business, Moki Pops. Mm. But really, the story that we fell into there was about generational wealth. Right. The, mm-hmm. These this family, uh, you know, with their three kids, they brought them into this process. In fact, in some ways, the kids were leading, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which which was amazing to see. And the the, the, the values, the uh, uh, the motivation that these kids had, uh, it, they're entrepreneurs in their own right now. And uh, and it was really beautiful to see the way that the parents, uh, you know, that they, they use these as learning moments, uh, teaching moments sure. that really helped, you know, craft what, what these kids are going to grow up to be, which uh, I can't wait to see now. Yeah, um, but yeah. the... But the uh, as far as distributing the series, uh, that became something that we we definitely saw um, uh, taking an owned and operated approach uh, mm. and, and releasing it as a series. And we we've done some we've done some experimentation. Uh, we've we've done some trial and error. And this was, uh, you know, season one was our first foray into this space. So uh, yeah. we've done some polishing as we as we go along. But huge credit to uh, Sophie Harris on our team uh, and Stacy Klein on the uh, on the Empower side. Uh, Sophie actually was one of the first hires on our on our studio side, uh, hmm. specifically for this project. Um, and the continuation of it. She's been a brilliant uh, documentarian that has joined the team and done an amazing job at bringing those those stories to life. Very cool. And I, I do want to dig deeper into b- distribution for sure. Um, but before we do that, I'd also love to touch a little bit more on casting and how, you know, we know you've got this huge pool of potentially amazing stories, but how do you land on someone like the the, the family you mentioned? And you know, it, I want to bring up too, is something I heard you say on um, 
the roundtable a couple of weeks back because I wrote it down. I'm like, yep, that's it's such a clever, interesting way to say this. But y- you mentioned that you're looking for a lot of times it's, you know, either interesting people doing beautiful things or beautiful people doing interesting things. <laughs> and I, I chuckled <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, I look back at my films and like it's probably one or the other. But, you know, from a from a philosophical perspective, like what are you looking for? And then like from a tactical um, you know, how do you actually, you know, reach out and get these people on board and, and start making it happen? Man, the hours that go into casting, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it, that is the, that is the lion's share and you really set yourself up for success totally. when, you, when, you, when you do the hard work Yes, uh, it, because you are, you're mining for diamonds to a, to a great <laughs> extent. Mm-hmm. What's, what's great is you have such a, you have such a specific, uh, uh, entry point in the conversation, which is, what do you do, right? Like, what is your business? Tell me about that. Um, but then beyond that, you get into the specifics of their life, like where they are in their journey. Like what, if we're looking at production for six months or a year or a year and a half, if we're, if we're making that long-term of an investment, Mm -hmm. you want to see potential out of there, but you also, you also uh, want to ensure that there's, that there are, um, you know that there are going to be challenges in their way, that there are going yeah. to be setbacks. So you're kind of, you know, part of the litmus test uh, that we look at is uh, is how resilient are they? Mm. And that's that's almost always a, because they've already taken that first step of starting their own venture, of starting their own business, that resilience is almost in the DNA. So right, right. Uh, it, it, when when we say, uh, and I'll I'll credit um, our, our customer uh, customer success lead uh, Jillian Johnson uh, on the beautiful people doing interesting things, <laughs> interesting people doing beautiful things. But uh, it, it, you know, understand though that uh, the beauty isn't that's not aesthetic. The 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 beauty is the situation, is the story sure. yep. Uh, yep. that they're living. Right? Is that they? It's have, not surface beauty. It goes much deeper. It, it goes much deeper. Yeah. It's it, it's the beauty of the story of. It, of the why they got started in small business, you know, was that something that was generational and it was kind of passed down that want and that need to be uh, free and independent and, and, uh, and chase dream, uh, which is a beautiful thing in its own right. Or is it something that just was, this is the thing that I just was put on this planet to do, you Mm -hmm. know, it's uh, whether it's, whether it's the, uh, the local barber shop or, you know, any of the other, endeavors that like just really build Main Street America uh, and are part of the fabric of, uh, of, of what we love to see in our, in our towns and in our regions across the country. Uh, those are the, it, those build out our, our litmus test of just seeing like, is there, is there a, a, a story that we want to stay with um, uh, for a prolonged period of time here? Uh, mm-hmm. And do we see those, do we see those trials in their future? And do we see success? Uh, because we're, you know, that's the thing is uh, we're really rooting for every customer that we have. Uh, conversely, you know, we're rooting for every subject that we have that we're, uh, that we're going out into the field or that we're casting. Um, yep. Last year was really tough because not only, yeah. as you mentioned earlier, uh, it, you know, uh, COVID had uh, for for us in the creative community, it's 
caused a massive pivot in the way we do business. Um, yeah. But we got the double whammy because these people who we've invested uh, uh, time and emotion into yeah. that connection that we have with them, we saw them go through some serious dire straits and right. in, in, right. in a lot of instances, right? You know, whether their, uh, their restaurant was shut down, uh, whether yep. their, uh, uh, their business had to shift from, uh, you know, a gym, a personal trainer in person, uh, all of that being shut down. But then the beauty of so many of these stories, how people pivoted and how they were able to, um, uh, you know, utilize their digital presence and flex in such a way, move their business to e-commerce, mm-hmm. uh, do their yoga studio via Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's mind-blowing how much we have essentially evolved uh, through the course of that. And creative is no different, right? <laughs> Suddenly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the power of the podcast, the power of the uh, uh, of the Zoom or Skype call, right? Um, and, and recording that, you still find ways to articulate those stories. And really, if the if the subject matter is powerful enough, you're doing right by the by by the material by the media that you're creating, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah. It's so interesting. You know, COVID represents huge storytelling challenges and also storytelling opportunities at the same time. There's definitely two sides to that coin, and uh, you know, so many, especially small business owners, you know, were put through the ringer. And I mean, that's kind of amazing as a story where you can see how they pivoted and and how they were resilient. Back to your core casting uh, of resilience, I'm sure it was on display for you there. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, but it is, it's that much more difficult for casting, right? Because there are so many opportunities that we've had for, um, you know, uh, more in-depth time spent with people and what happens when the cameras aren't rolling uh, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, gives you that, that next step. Okay. You know what? You were talking about this when we were, uh, when we were reloading a mag. Back in the mm. day, remember? Yeah, yeah, remember yeah. Like? Um, yeah. <laughs> while we're downloading media, right, um, right, right, you know, and and the cameras are down, and uh, kind of the you know the the persona changes a little yeah, bit behind the guard, the, scenes right, the guards and, come down, yeah, the guards mm-hmm. come down, man, uh, and then you really get to have a human conversation, and and that as a as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, that just gives you the ability to say, okay, let's let. Let's talk a little bit more about this, uh, you know. But let's do it on camera, right? Um, right. I, I, those those opportunities, uh, you know, they kind of fall by the wayside when you're in a uh, a virtual environment. So, mm. look, you're 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 at a bit of a disadvantage, but it just it really uh, it, it pushes you and it propels you to change the way uh, uh, that you're that you're conducting business, you know, the rules of engagement have changed. So we have to, we have to pivot the way that we tell those stories, but you know, luckily we've had, we've had some, uh, we've had some really great breaks in, uh, in, in our, uh, production work over the course of the last year. Um, uh, we, we, uh, almost solely filmed a, uh, a four part series called go forth, uh, yes, right. during the pandemic, right. uh, you know, we started, we started with, um, a couple of travels 
out to uh, uh, to uh, produce content with our our main three subjects, and then uh, pretty early on in the process, uh, it, everything changed. Uh, yeah. But we we had some great breaks in that. Uh, a lot of this series was shot outdoors as it follows three outdoor enthusiast, adventurous, uh, and professional athletes and, uh, and charts the course of really them starting their own businesses or taking the next step up in their businesses. And we were able to be there, um, certainly in the outdoors <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a lot that's, of the production. That's, that's the series you want to be shooting when that happens, right? <laughs> exactly. If in a pandemic, film yeah. the outdoor adventurous series. <laughs> yep. I, no doubt. Well, I, I do want to chat more um, about Go Forth too. And maybe we take this holistically. Like, I'm really curious. I want to get back to distribution because I think for a lot of brands, especially brands that are new to this, that can be the biggest unknown. You know, people have told mm-hmm. stories before, but when you're creating something as big and and vision you know visionary is a, a full-on series like like you've done here now with made america and also now with go forth how early are you thinking about distribution for these series and like when do you decide you know i know you talked about your owned platforms were big in this but what informed those decisions like where you were gonna bring these series and how are you ensuring if it is through primarily your own channel like how are you ensuring you're finding the audience that you that you intended to find with these things? That's a great question. Um, maybe in your next episode, the guest will know the answer to this. <laughs> share. Hey, no, we've done, I, I, you're, this is number 16 and everybody's got some ideas, but nobody knows exactly what it is, but that's why we're making the podcast, right? Like we want to hear what everybody's thoughts are and suddenly a picture emerges and we get a few best practices. So I'm sure you can, you can add to that. I, I will love to be just a tile on that mosaic. Um, <laughs> the, it, it's an awesome question. So let me start um, where the question began was, when do you start thinking about distribution as part of, uh, part of the development process, part of the yeah. ideation process, when you're incubating that, hey, I got a great idea. Distribution is number two, right? And yep. then you go into the uh, the 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 casting and yeah. Uh, yeah. you know a story outline. Uh, distribution is early on in that process, and it has to be because you know we're up against uh, a lot of headwinds as a brand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of those avenues are not uh, as open to you as they would be if you were a independent documentarian or a um, uh, or a studio. Um, mm-hmm. but we are really lending, uh, a lot of insight from that studio model, right? Mm-hmm. Like who is your audience? Ask those questions up front. What do you want them to take away? What's the value proposition of this content? Uh, and being able to identify that at least gives you a target to shoot at. Yeah. Having that built into your methodology early on in the process allows you to get as close to that target as you can that time around. And then what you learn and what you glean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) apply Mm -hmm. that moving forward vigorously. Right. Right. So I, you know, I think to an extent, you know, we've had a really great sandbox to play in, uh, and, and doing these owned and operated series really has, because of the uh, uh, the great execution that we've had on them yeah. uh, have been really important stepping stones. Not to say that we'll move away from owned and operated channels as a uh, as a method, 
mm-hmm. but I think it will also, you know, it, what we've started to do is build out a reputation within mm-hmm. the community mm-hmm. uh, that we are capable as a studio. Um, you know, we just got started out uh, and, and that was important for us to just get it out the door, get, get some well, eyeballs on this incredible content. Yeah. And that reminds me of something else um, I heard you say on that round table, which is this idea of crawl, walk, run. Can you unpack that a little bit and sort of where you are in that trajectory and, and why you think that's important that we take, you know, we don't go right to run, right? We got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's also, you know, it's kind of a a honeymoon phase, right? When you, as a as a storyteller or as any other side of the business, right, where you're doing something new and undefined. Um, I think it was really important for me to not start at the biggest shiniest thing, mm-hmm. right? Like save that up for save that up for when we built the built the machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so what are those smaller things that we can do to build foundational, uh, uh, you know, from a, from a creative standpoint, what are the things in market that can solve for some of the, for some of the business needs? What are some of the things that we can prove out and start to flex some of the muscle and see what some of the, uh, uh the challenges and some of the areas of great opportunity are. And, uh, you know, with, the always on initiative uh, uh, that um, that I'm running and working with on the GoDaddy side, you know, we look at the full the full funnel uh, and even beyond the funnel. So there are some really more highly tactical applications within our creative arsenal that are incredibly important from a business standpoint. So it was really important for us to look at those avenues and say, how can we show value and validity within the company? start to understand how we can better work with and partner with folks in our organizational structure and then take that next step, right? And just keep chipping away a little bit more, a little bit more. And having a, a, a series like Made in America that makes you, makes you, you know, we always say we don't, we don't want to measure this in how many stars people uh, uh, grade us with. We want to, yeah. we want to, uh, we want to grade that in number of tissue boxes. People have <laughs> dried their eyes uh, with go forth. It's, 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 it's adrenaline mm. um, and it's excitement and inspiration. But so cool. once you start being able to reflect that, like, this is what the final product looks like you just you bring on so many more partners and the momentum just continues to build so uh, yeah. it, you know that's what i'm really excited about as a next step is uh, it, great we've gotten we we we've gotten the crawl methodology we've even got a little bit of the walk mm. we might even have a little swagger <laughs> <laughs> now let's run like hell and what does that look like yeah that's uh, exciting well and, and back to sort of some of the tactics so just purely tactically like Made in America, you know, you've got your YouTube channel. Is that the primary home for this? And then how are you, are you driving people to that content with any kind of ad buyer? How are you, you know, getting people to view that? So great question. We have, um, so for, for go forth, for instance, we had, uh, the opportunity, uh, to partner up with Tony Hawk, right? Uh, legendary skateboard, uh, athlete and entrepreneur in his own right. Um, that's definitely been a tactic of, look, it, it is great for the story, 
and it's great for the earned media response that that gives us, right? Um, So when I talk about thinking about the studio model and applying that, no right. different in that situation, yeah, no kidding. right? Like yeah. the way that we would, the way that we would develop content at MTV, right? Is we got a great concept. What we're missing is who drives that, you know, who, yeah. who embodies that? Um, and, and what can they bring to generate buzz, generate conversations, right. a, a built-in audience is always something that you want to, uh, you want to consider, uh, and leverage as best you can. So Tony was a great partner in, uh, in filming the series. Uh, he really got into the story and, and, and had great insights, uh, for our three subjects who are going through stuff that, you know, as an entrepreneur in his own right, um, he's had some tribulations. He's had some, he's had some failures, frankly. Um, he's also had a, hell of a lot of success too. So yeah. he can, he, he, he actually can look at their stories. Uh, he can look at where they are in their career journey uh, mm. a, a, and he can align with it uh, and, and really had some great uh, uh, mentoring feedback uh, uh, that was, that was wonderful to hear. Um, with our, with our content, uh, YouTube is our primary hub. Uh, and really, that goes back to what we were saying uh, earlier about the value proposition, not just mm. for the audience, but also for internal and the business side. Uh, that's where we try to conduct some of our business, too. Okay, sure. Um, uh, so as you pull them through the funnel, uh, you know, a viewer will uh, uh, connect with something like Made in America or Go Go Forth. But we also have a lot more of the tactical uh, uh, the product centric. Here's how you use uh, mm. a, a product to get you your digital presence up and off the ground. So sure. we look at it very much in that YouTube uh, methodology of hero hub and help content. Yeah. Uh, to to do a lot of different things, but have all of that content live with under one roof. Yeah. Um, sure. Uh, it, to 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 check all the boxes. Yeah, so they're already there. They're watching the hero yep. content, and boom, here's how you can put some of these big ideas into practice on your own business right there. Yep, 100%. Now Super. you're ready. Go forth. That was awesome. <laughs> Love the finale. Now let's get started. I want to do that. I want yeah. my, own, you know, uh, uh, my own rock climbing uh, business. I want my own uh, uh, health, uh, health food business. That's my thing. That's my jam. That's what I want to do. But I'm... I'm an athlete or I'm a home service provider or I am a barbershop. Right. What that's what that that's what I know. But I have to become my own CFO. Mm-hmm. I have to become my own uh CMO. I have to become my own CEO. So uh, those might not be the tools that are in my toolbox right now, but I can lean on uh, on some tutorials to help me get to that next step. Right. So, uh, yeah. it, you know, it, it very much becomes a, a full environment, uh, of inspiring, evangelizing and enabling. And right. that, that, that really is a lens that we try to, we, we, we try to make sure that we're, we're creating content that fits in each one of those strategic buckets, uh, in sure. those pillars so that, so that we know what our value proposition with that content needs to, needs to hold up, needs to stand up to that, uh, to that litmus test. 
super smart and it, and it all adds up to empowerment i'm sure for all of your viewers both on like you know inspire the pants off you and then here's how you can actually go make that happen we're gonna yeah. give you the tools too that's awesome well um gosh this has been super insightful i i want to ask you know both with you know made in america and go forth having a few of these series now um out in the world and i should mention go forth you just launched that first episode like very recently right that's correct. That's and those correct. will be so, and those will be coming out uh, over the next month or two. Uh, over the next month, for sure. Um, okay. And uh, depending on how we uh, how we feel about it, you know, I, I, we're still in a pandemic, Jesse. So um, <laughs> we are I, indeed. I, I like producing content outside. It's very, uh, you know, I feel like Fauci would approve of it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. <laughs> Well, um, in in that you have these, you know, two beautiful series um, launched or launching. Any other like, you know, lessons that came came out of this whole process? You know, when you think about our audience, a, a lot of them are on the brand side. Maybe, uh, maybe a, a good chunk of them are where you were, you know, two and a half years ago. Like, how do you get something like this going? How do you get? How do you inspire the trust and leadership to let you undertake something? Is big and bold as this? I mean, any little things, other insights that you can share that maybe we haven't touched on already? You know, I would say the biggest, the, the single biggest is is finding your peer set uh, and, and finding your advocates internally. Uh, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I think just a single most important is doing this alone within your organization is a lot of lift. It's a yeah. lot of lift, uh, but I, I'm really lucky, uh, and I think it's because of the the crawl walk run, as you as you mentioned yep. and alluded yep. to. I, I, I think that that helps in not just saying, "Hey, here's all this stuff that I need from this team," or "Here's how I need this group to activate against this," or "Here's how we need to invest." Uh, you know, that's always tough because you know you. Your, your marketing budget has to do a lot of different things, right? So uh, going in a direction that is more emotive and tough to substantiate from a data and analytics side, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's tough. It's tough to make that case. But, you know, I think where, where I've been really lucky uh, and, and where it's proven out uh, as a huge opportunity is that I, I, I found that peer set. Um, and, and we've inspired each other in the way that we've innovated, uh, and the way that we've created. Um, so just having that dovetail back with the way that your brand voice works or what your, what your brand initiatives or what your marketing initiatives are, um, it, to really show that, you know, this isn't a standalone brand department that does the documentary films. Mm. This is this is something that is ingrained in the way that we do webinars or the way that we mm. do customer events. Yeah. Um, if you can dovetail that and show that value proposition internally, you you really get a lot of bang for the buck in those partnerships. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that that's probably that still to me is the most um, uh, highly coveted. <laughs> That's that's huge and just feels like, yeah, rock solid advice. You got to have that, that foundation and then we hear it time again, build a, build a core, a, a team of advocates and then, and then go make something cool. Absolutely. 
Well, thanks so much. Really appreciate you being here on the show. And um, you can be assured we'll be tuning into the GoData YouTube channel in the weeks and months ahead. Absolutely. Please go check out Go Forth. Uh, really proud of the work on this. And, uh, and Jesse, thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure today. Absolutely. Thanks again. To stream any of the great work discussed in this episode, including Made in America and the just-released Go Forth docuseries, visit GoDaddy's YouTube channel at youtube.com GoDaddy. Join us next time when I'll be chatting with Meredith Ruskin, who's doing exciting things at Anheuser-Busch, building the in-house content studio at Corona Beer. 